Podcast, Monday Mailbag Edition. I've never said that before, but there's a first time for everything. Mark, how are you? Happy Monday. I'm doing great, Charlotte. A lot of things in life are falling into place. Um, oh, yeah? My, my email inbox has never been clear. Um, I'm starting to slow down my backswing on the golf course, and it's really paying dividends. Um, really have a lot more accuracy with my shots sacrificing a little distance on the shots but Mm -hmm. you gotta that's a that's a sacrifice you gotta make now is this golf or disc golf it's golf please don't get me started on disc golf it's uh my credit score is at an all-time high so things are going well for me um still working on my posture i slouch a little too much but that's uh that's where i'm at on a monday as i do a self-assessment on this uh this monday morning I think that's pretty good. I have also been working on my posture. I uh, got a lacrosse ball to use as a, you stand up against a wall and you put a lacrosse ball against your back and you roll your back out, got a bunch of heating pads. I was like, I am going to be in tip top shape when we have to sit on planes a lot this fall. Do you you think this, do you think this is good or bad for the cross as a brand uh, considering like assuming the whole sport can be a brand, which I don't know if that's how it works, but uh, no, it is that um most people know of lacrosse ball as like a therapeutical thing versus like a an object used in a sport you know what i mean <laughs> i think that's probably bad for the sport i yeah. mean like my parents who do not follow lacrosse whatsoever have at least seven lacrosse balls about the house <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you know that's sort of where we're at with i that. need a darren Ravel tweet breaking down the sales of lacrosse balls and what they're <laughs> used for <laughs> and the demographic of who buys yeah, them. Who's buying it's them. like it's like 17 year olds in maryland and then like you know yeah. 65 plus all over the country yes yeah. i love it well mark we got a an astonishing amount of emails this wow. week i was wow. very very excited um we're not gonna be able to get to all of them so i have curated a list of everyone's that we don't get to read the so- worst ones why don't we mix it up this week and just read like the ones that are like absolutely garbage and terror and no, i'm kidding <laughs> uh, i was like well those are the ones uh that's what you're I like is that not so what we've we been go. doing <laughs> Like, I thought that was the goal. Um, First of all, I want to start out talking about uh, Hall of Famers who had great careers with multiple teams because we asked for everyone to email us their uh, submissions for that because we had brain farts and couldn't think of anyone. We got some good ones. We got a lot of people writing in saying multiple Dennis Rodmans. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. You know, because Detroit and then Chicago. And then... We got Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri is a good one too. Um, but yeah, it's a good that counts. That counts. I what mean, would you say, what would you he's, say? Patriots he's Patriots. Or Colts? Yeah, he's yeah. Patriots because I think he, like, he built his brand at the Patriots and then just kind of ran off the clock with the Colts. But he was still good with the Colts. But uh, he was there for a while. Yeah, he was there for a long time. He still is probably he still put. There? A... <laughs> There's no way of knowing, Charlie. No. I don't uh, think we, we don't. have the technology to know such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really true. Uh, we also got a Roger Clemens, um, a Reggie White, Randy Johnson, Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Reggie White's a good one. Randy yep. Johnson's a good one. Okay. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I yeah. Like, uh, Kurt the problem, Warner. The problem with, like, Kareem and the problem with a lot of uh, – uh, Certainly, like franchises like the Yankees and Lakers, and just the the storied franchises we have in sports, is once you get a taste of that, it, it mm-hmm. that becomes your identity. You know, like Kareem, 
Yeah. Like the his sin with the Lakers is always going to overshadow the Bucks because one, he was probably technically, you know, he probably was like actually better with the Lakers. But two, uh, it's just the Lakers. They just like suffocate everything, you know. He's also now a columnist for the Hollywood Reporter, so that should tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he's, like he's, he's not writing for the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Sentinel or Sentinel. whatever. Sent- <laughs> Journal Sentinel is what's the is that what it is? Isn't that right? I don't should know. have a big like... J segment where you and I just like pick a city and try to remember what they're <laughs> and name the their is. the the newspaper that just got bought by a private equity firm, which is which <laughs> yeah. is yours. Um, okay, we have so that was you know like the sports part. I was like, oh, those are all good ones. Um, and you know maybe when we do our Hall of Fame Hall of Fame TV show, yeah, we can have some of those people on and really have them talk to right. us about their conflicting careers. Yeah, right. That's that's a good call. Um, th- those are good answers. I like the I like those lists. Uh, that that that's helpful. That gives me that's the, I, I'm trying to think. Dennis Rodman's the one that jumps out to me the most. I think. I think that's the best one. Dennis we Rodman's also, the best yeah. one because he 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 like reinvented himself. Both, I guess, like not really in how he played, but kind of in how he played because he like really like when he joined the Bulls, he went like all in on I'm just gonna rebound and play defense and that's it. Which is, he was already doing that with the Pistons, but. Like that be, really became like I'm just gonna go f- full steam ahead. He obviously went a completely different direction with the outward look and aesthetic and everything. So yeah. it, it, there was like a very definitive line of Pistons Rodman, Bulls Rodman. Yeah, we had someone wrote in. Yeah. I can't remember now because we got a lot of emails about Dennis Rodman. Um, so one of the people who wrote in about that. Um, I'm trying to find if I wrote it down and I thought I did, but you know, it's Monday and I might not have, but someone's like, I feel like he was two different players, like yeah. two different people, you know, yeah. like completely different. He, he did an image makeover. It's like right. when Anthony Davis went to the Lakers, he could have shaved the unibrow, but he didn't like Dennis Rodman essentially right. got rid of the unibrow or added, you know, right. accessories. He, he, was he with the Spurs in between I guess if, if I, I think he was with the Spurs in between the Pistons and the Bulls. Was he really? But, um, I have. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. Yeah, but nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> it's just Pistons right. and Bulls. Uh, but yeah, with the Pistons, like he was always defensive minded and always like rebound. But I feel like when he went on, went to the Bulls and he had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen to play with, that's when Dennis the Dennis Rodman who would who would try to get like 25 rebounds without taking a shot in a game. That's when yep. that guy showed up, and then that's when like. <laughs> Crazy dyed hair, Dennis Rodman showed up, and Carmen Electra, Dennis. Carmen Electra, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're. Really did say. like just completely, yeah. Do a hard <laughs> pivot. Uh, anyway, okay, that's it. That, I'll, so we I'll solved that. Up. That's yeah. good. No, I'm, I'm, I was grateful to everyone who wrote in because we could not think of it. Um, now here's something way more important. Someone asked us, Corey Bieberstein. He wrote in, and he said, um. He, he says, I hope this email isn't too long and then wrote a very long email. So it's not too long, but I'm going to get to the point. Corey would like us to determine the order of his fantasy football league's draft. Mm, he gave okay. us all of the names, which I am sending you right now. Okay. Uh, and he wants us to figure out who drafts first. And oh, sorry. No, we know who drafts first. Uh, a guy named Paul. Paul A has to pick first since he won. But then everyone else, we get to determine the order. He has given it to us in alphabetical order. And he wants us to do it based on, like, people we know. 
Um, like if there are any names that stick out to us. So if, if I may be so bold, I would like to go first and say that after Paul A., uh, Hillary needs to pick because one of my best friend's names is Hillary and I want the best for her. Okay. All right. Um, so now let, it's your turn. Let me see. Okay. So Paul A., who, who's, who's the guy who wrote in? Uh, Corey. Corey wrote in. Okay. Corey was, Corey was a great friend of mine growing up. Um, but I feel like that's, uh, that's a little, I'm going to go Doug next because Doug, uh, was my favorite cartoon when I was growing up and <laughs> okay. I just think it Doug funny. And also I, I had an uncle, uh, one of my late uncles, uh, was named Doug. So, uh, let's go do Doug number two. Okay. So it goes Paul A, Hillary, Doug. I'm going to, okay. if you wouldn't do it, I'm going to do it. Corey, I'm going to put you, you're at four because you wrote that feels in fair. and you love emails. Don't you yeah. Think? And we're, and we're also doing it. Uh, we're helping Corey out. Like you still get a pick high, but like if, if we would have given him number one, then that's shenanigans. And Right. Yeah, Everyone else would have been like, this is garbage. We have to redo it. Everyone's really mad. Okay. So let's see here. We got Ian. I don't like Ian. I don't like that name. Okay. I don't like Ian. Brinson's the worst name on the list, but I think all the fr his friends know that. Brinson is a wild name. Yeah, Brinson. I, I'm, I, do you think Brinson's a white guy? <laughs> I think most of these people, do except for Brinson? Hillary, are, are white guys, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Hillary. Let's see here. Adam. Adam's okay. I like... I. I think of Adam. I think of uh, I, I. I don't necessarily hate people named Ken. I don't like Ken. Ken just Ken gives me bad vibes. Lucas also. Um, Bryce not a fan. I'm, I'm gonna pick Adam. Adam jumps okay. out to me as like a guy that uh, I, would, I would grab a beer with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Preston because I feel like Preston is the kind of guy who wears the bow tie to like get beers on a Tuesday. Yeah, Preston or Brinson is definitely the most insufferable, and the other one is surprisingly really cool, and I, I don't know Preston's which one's which. Really cool. Okay, Preston's yeah. a really so cool I'm gonna one. I'm going to go with Preston. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's do uh, let's do Caleb next. I think oh, Caleb's yeah. good. Yeah, Caleb's a good name. Um, I I I I don't really know a lot of Caleb's, but uh, Caleb Dressel just did great in the Olympics. We love. There you go. Olympics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He spells um, his name like an idiot, though. It's yeah, not his does. fault. So it's his this parents. This Caleb yeah. spells it correctly, so we yeah. like him. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going Paul C because it's not fair that Paul A got to go first, and Paul yeah. C. So let's just get Paul C out of the way. Okay. Um, where does that leave? Uh, that leaves us with Brenson, Brett, Bryce. <laughs> These are incredible names. Ian, Ken, and Lucas. Uh, I'm going to go with Brett because there's a guy I know named Brett that I used to troll him all the time. He was like an acquaintance and I would call him Brent, <laughs> like very yeah. subtly. Like right. it, 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 I'd just be like, what's up, Brent? And like yeah. say it fast like that. And we were like, he, he, and it, it messed with his head. And then he called me out on it like after a year of doing that. And he took it pretty well. So uh, that guy was nice. So I'm going to so go with you, I'm, fond so, memories of Brent. So you're going yes, Brent. I'm going with Brent with my next pick. <laughs> um okay we're coming down to the wire here i'm gonna go lucas because i had a friend growing up named lucas who i liked a lot okay so that that leaves me with ian ken and brinson basically right we haven't done bryce yet either or bryce okay ian ken bryce or brinson um do do bryce just put me All down right. for bryce because uh it's a it's a national park that i've been to okay <laughs> i'm i'm going with ian because i do kind of like that name all right, and I'm going with Ken because it's not Brinson. All right, Brinson, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You're picking last. <laughs> there you go. There's your fantasy football order. <laughs> Done. Uh, cool. I just felt like I felt like we just played God. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they're going to stick to it? I, I feel like the I feel like Brinson is going to. 
I, Brinson's going to tell his dad about what happened, and his dad's going to call the Fantasy Football League and be like, you will not make my son pick last. And <laughs> well, I also think that they'll be like, Corey, this is – like, Corey, I don't think anyone knows Corey's doing this. They'll be like, he went rogue. This yeah, no one authorized this. Who authorized this, On the other this, hand, Corey? maybe they'll just be so thrilled that someone else did the administrative work for them that they'll be like, fine. What if, they, what if they have a vote? Like, Corey is the president, and now, like, every, because everyone has become so much more politically aware, not just, like – of politics but like the me mechanisms behind political yes. things that like now they have like a recall vote against <laughs> 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 Corey because <laughs> it's they just like on everyone's the... <laughs> mind of like how do we protest Corey's presidency of the fantasy football well the thing is though the that <laughs> if it's a snake draft Brenton's sitting in a pretty good position yeah so he might be more okay with it than I mean he still lasts but then he gets to be we should First. do a we you and I should do a draft of a how many people are in this league? Twelve? Yeah. 14. Okay. We do a snake draft of the best positions to be in for a snake draft. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we already do that? So you go first. Didn't you're like draft number draft? six. <laughs> yeah, draft draft. <laughs> number six. Yeah. Okay, so now I get two picks. Then. I'm gonna go with uh, number eight and number thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I once got into a big argument with someone over the best place to be in a snake draft and they were like it's one yeah like, that's I, the best one and I was like I think it's last so that it's then you get to pick first again and they were like you're such an idiot <laughs> like are you and I was like oh I see what you're saying uh here's an email that you're gonna like Mark it's called Olympic three-on-three -three basketball at Venice Beach is actually happening Wait, Hi, Charlotte and Mark. I haven't written in since trying to explain icing and offsides back in February, as I figured I could never make a more meaningful <laughs> contribution to the show. Anyway, just a quick note. I was listening to your last episode, and I am pleased to inform you. Sorry, this is from uh, Jason Finkelstein. Uh, or Steen. Sorry, I don't know which one it is. Uh, I'm pleased to inform you that Mark's idea to hold three-on-three -three basketball at Venice Beach during the 2028 LA Summer Olympics is not at all far-fetched. In fact, that's literally what they're planning to do. What? Yes. Did I, in, I just in, invented something again. <laughs> you invented something again that's already happened. That's already existed. Uh, and Jason signs off by saying, joining you in the fight to remove Thomas Lipton from the America's Cup Hall of Fame, <laughs> which we love. Um, also, Dude, that is sick. That is so <laughs> sick that they're doing that. so excited? That, that, that never happens. This is like, like Wow. That never happens. There's never, it, it, rarely do I sit at home and think like, you know what would be a great idea is blank. And then like the powers that be, I know, I know they weren't listening to the show, but like the powers that be are like, yeah, I, I agree. That would, that is, that is an awesome idea. We're going to do that. They could that be, never ever happens in my life. They could be, <laughs> they could be listening to the people's sports podcast. Oh my God. Uh, here's another one you're going to like. Uh, Andrew Storm wrote in to tell us that the Paris 2024 surfing events are being held 10,000 miles away in French Polynesia. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but like he was like, they're in Tahiti. No, like, I love where... that. I do and love I think that. that's the only way you can have surfing in the Olympics. That's a great flex for France too, to be like the, the sun never sets on France. We, we have <laughs> the, the entire, remember when we used to own a lot more of the world, but we still have this little. Right. They're like, Oh, you say we're not yeah. a colonial superpower anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 
hold my great, rose <laughs> what a great flex <laughs> it's really good it's that is really hilarious good. though like those guys uh the sort of the, the surfers i mean i assume they don't get a state that, that'd be hilarious if they have to like stay in olympic village and then it's time to like <laughs> go to your event and you're flying ten thousand miles they're like, all right, you have to go. Part of the event is how fast you can get to French Polynesia. Yeah, like yeah. they don't supply you with the plane or a ticket. They're like, figure it out, get a good travel agent. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I thought that would make you really happy. That is that is cool. Yeah, I mean, like, what, so what are, the, are L.A. L.A. I'm learning this, Charlotte. Maybe through experience, maybe just because it's uh, whatever. Uh, L.A. surf scene is kind of bad. Um, there are a lot of surfers, but the surfers have told me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in the Johnny Utah phase where I'm infiltrating the surfers right now. It's like, oh, hell yeah. I bought a surfboard recently. I have no idea how to use it. I just like kind of right. take it to the beach and I float out with the surfers and I'm just like, you guys want to get tacos later and just like kind of <laughs> bring the vibes, you know? Have you done that? Have you floated out on it yet? I meant to Yeah, ask yeah, you. I have. I've not How's caught a single wave. <laughs> not a single wave. I'm telling so you, I'm like just using it as like a floating, yeah. like but a if raft. you if you observe the surfer, like if you go to like one of the piers and just watch people surfing, I feel like there are a lot of people that do that. They're just like there for the vibes. They're just like there to sit on the surfboard, and they're yeah. not there to yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, anyway, point is, um, I have learned that L.A. does not have great waves. There are not a lot of great surf spots mm. in LA mm -hmm. there are a handful there's like one up in Malibu that a lot of people go to I'm not good point to doom go. yes yeah there there play there are a handful of spots but like I don't know if there are any like spots where when the Olympics come here that they can do it so what if they do something similar and they like do it in Maui or something they should and pretend like that's LA <laughs> they totally should that's the yeah. only answer yeah. Uh, well, we'll start the change.org petition for that when we yeah. find out that they're not doing it in Malibu. I'm, I'm looking forward to the email next week. That's like, that's literally what they're doing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know. Uh, we yeah, just need to, Mark, we need to think of likely scenarios in regards to anything and then say it just as say though it. it's our, and just like every week try to invent I something think, that already exists. I think when the Olympics come to LA, they should use Staples Center for a lot of events. I think they should. I think they should definitely use yeah, Staples Center. For and, sure. The LA Coliseum. <laughs> I think they should have. I think they should shut down a portion of the 405 and use that for the track. That's <laughs> my. Yes, that's my. That's not going to be one that happens. Um, okay. Do you remember a few weeks ago we were talking about extra long sports cheers about when we did the live show about spelling the longest? We were trying to find the longest chant that exists yeah. in college sports. Yeah. We got two submissions for okay. this, which is hilarious. It's Jerome Hall wrote in. He said, after hearing your dis discussion on really long spelling cheers at sports games, I had to share a story my dad told me from his college days. My dad is a proud alum of Rose Hulman Institute of Technology. Oh, yeah. Terre Haute, Indiana, baby. Yeah, the MIT of the Midwest, as he is happy to tell you. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They're... Their mascot is the fighting engineers, and as you can imagine, they are not always competitive on the field. To kill some time during a boring football game, they do a spell-out cheer for their full name, including give me a blank for each letter in Rose Hulman Institute of Technology. <laughs> I have to assume that the crowd loses interest somewhere around the start of Institute, but just imagine the excitement of OGY as you finally hit the home stretch. Oh my god. I, is we that gotta, amazing? We, we got to pivot. I don't know what our schedule is for this tour, but I'm assuming Rose Holman was not on the list. Maybe we called Audible and 
on this this college football tour, we go to a Rose Holman game. Yeah. Uh, well, do I they think do the <laughs> do they do the hyphen too? There's a hyphen between Rose and Holman. Give me a Rose, hyphen. Give me a hyphen. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think we also have to go though to the University of Alabama at Huntsville because apparently they spell out the name of the school with prompts from the cheerleaders too. So they get to the end and the cheerleaders yell out, what's that spell? And the crowd responds, University of Alabama at Huntsville. Oh <laughs> that was from Brendan Connolly. And I was just like, these are incredible and we have to go there at some these point. These feel like these feel like Nathan for you sketches that like <laughs> became reality, you know? Like Nathan for you is like the idea and he's like Rose Holman Institute of Technology, not great at sports. Yeah the idea we create a chant that's so preposterous again it gets mainstream attention and people are now aware of the football team there you go and then they he does it like one day and then it like becomes a tradition and like they've just stuck with it <laughs> I, right and it goes viral and everyone's like hey remember that and yeah. then it's a, it's a thing yeah it's great marketing um all right, here's one about sports teams URLs. Because remember how we were talking about that guy who wrote in saying he put in a bid what should to you buy guardians.com yeah, for 50 Yeah, days? and if he gets it, what should he do? Should he troll? Should he sell it? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yes. So Kevin Toomey wrote in. He says, hello, friends. <laughs> the email from the guy looking to make bank by purchasing guardians.com reminded me of an interesting story I thought you two would like about twins.com. Now, apparently there was a Grantland... He, he tells us there was a Grantland article about this. Um, he was like, remember that, Mark? Um, mm -hmm. And yep. we're like, yep, familiar. Uh, yep. And apparently there are these two guys, Derland and Darwin Miller, who own twins.com. And they have owned this since 1995. And the, same, the site has been the same since then. And um, Kevin says that the Miller twins claim to have been offered as high as 750K for the domain, but have refused. If these claims are true, then the guy who bid 50K on the Guardian site is a genius. I'm ever hopeful for him. Anyway, I thought you guys would find it interesting too. Thanks for the excellent pod. And then he says that we once read an email from him and it was the most thrilling work from home. See no one Tuesday he'd had in a while. So mm. that's oh. really lovely. Uh, I gotta be honest. I would have sold that for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Same. I think like the older I get, and this might just have more to do with the the world around me. And um, I I don't know. This this is probably getting a little too deep. I'm gonna pull it back a little bit and just say, Charlotte, <laughs> that you. Should... <laughs> I'm gonna pull it back and just uh, not go all the way down the road I was about to go down. But um, you know, you hear stories of a guy who owns the family farm and big corp LLC is rolling into the small town and they want to put a, a highway right through this family farm so they can build their big plant right there and make mm -hmm. billions of dollars and, and really flex their capitalistic muscles. And they are offering this guy 10 X what the farm is worth on mm -hmm. the open market. They need it. They have to have this farm. And this guy says, I won't do it. I want my grandpappy and his grandpappy before him blood sweat and tears into this thing i would never i gotta be honest charlotte i'm a coward i would sell it immediately <laughs> <laughs> they would ring the doorbell and be like we are offering you and i'd be like deal and they're like you don't even know the offer i say don't care well <laughs> money. you know, give me money <laughs> give it all to me <laughs> if you if you really think about it you're like i could protect this family farm but then yeah. i would have to keep farming 
And then eventually there's going to be another offer. And what do I do when I want to stop farming? Like you just take that money, you go retire in French Polynesia, you pick up surfing, you wait for the 2024 Olympics. You're absolutely right. That's exactly it. But, but I will say, I think that's one part of me that's still young. I think like, you know, like I'm very old in a lot of ways. And I think that's one way I'm not old yet, because I do think there will be a point in my life where it'll all click and it'll be like, no, 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 no. Your family's land is all that matters in life. Like this is the land that your family and, and your ancestors own is, you know what I mean? Yes. I, I mean, know. I'm actually surprised that you said that. I thought you would be like, you know, the family farm, you have to protect at all costs. Yeah. yeah. But um, maybe LA, maybe LA's really gotten to you. you know? LA's gotten to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, just take the money and run. <laughs> right. You're like, that's I don't fine. Know. Um, we've got time for one more email and then a few shout outs because, um, we're going to keep this short today, but apparently Sean Miller wrote in, um, and he says that former head coach of the Arizona Wildcats, Sean Miller. (laughs) No, actually he wrote in, um, Sean, he, he signed it Dogger Miller. And I was like, I got to figure out what this is. So I Googled this guy. I Googled this listener who wrote to us. Apparently Sean used to drive the Wienermobile. (laughs) <laughs> and so he now signs his name dogger miller which i really respect um also careful when you email us because i might just stalk you lightly on the internet um so he says you were discussing what teams players would choose for the hall of fame but what's kind of messed up is that in 2001 the baseball hall of fame stopped letting the players choose and a few times the players have been openly upset about what they were given I guess the reason was to avoid any shenanigans like the rumor that the Devil Rays offered Wade Boggs, who famously played for Tampa for the last two years of his career, a million dollars to go into the hall as a Devil Ray. Uh, But I say we should celebrate those shenanigans. Yeah, what? I also don't know. Is this still true? Like, are they still not allowed to choose? That's so stupid. That's, that's, what? That's That's like offensive. That's America. Like, like taking, like, that's baseball. That's, that's the best, like, if, if. If not baseball, if baseball isn't the national pastime, and it is, then, like, mm-hmm. accepting bribes for <laughs> – is, is the American past, you know? Like yeah, th- corruption those, that's a, is the American. Corruption. That's what America is built on. Like, baseball and corruption go hand in hand. What are we doing? Like, that is – there's no greater celebration that I've ever heard in my life of America than a guy taking money to <laughs> – as he goes <laughs> to, to the go into the Hall, Hall of Fame, fame as yeah. a devil. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, as a Ray. Come on. <sighs> Um, all right, so here are the shout-outs we got to do. Adam Zimmerman wrote in to say that we correctly defined feudalism, um, which was nice to know. He also asked if Booth Bay in Maine was a good place to vacation. Booth Bay Harbor definitely is. Your parents should go there, Adam. Tell them I said that. Okay. Uh, okay. David Bray wrote in about my um, obsession with Monsterpiece Theater and Sesame Street, um, the Masterpiece Theater theme song that I sing to get other songs out of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sent us a video of Mr. Rogers singing uh, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which I just thought was a nice thing to do. Mr. Rogers, uh, my favorite thing about Mr. Rogers singing A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is that he is wearing like a sweater and like slippers and Mm -hmm. he comes walking in and he takes off his sweater to put on another sweater (laughs) and he takes off the slippers to put on his house slippers and it it baffled me as a child. I remember being like seven years old and be like, why would he take off one sweater to put on another sweater? And again, Charlotte, as I've gotten older, I'm like, because you can't wear your house slippers (laughs) outside and your outside slippers in the house, you can't like, that's his indoor sweater and his outdoor sweater. Wow, that is... That is so true because now that I'm older, I'm like, uh, I like accidentally wore my house sl- sandals, 
outside the other day and I almost had a complete breakdown. (laughs) I looked down, I was on my way to get my nails done and I was late for an appointment. And so I didn't have time to not wear my house sandals. And I was like pained the entire hour that I was here. I was like, these are not the right shoes. So I get it too. Um, I hated Mr. Rogers for that reason. Like when I was growing up, I would watch it and it would just like break my brain. I was like, I don't get it. What is it? What's I mean, it's also, I never even thought about that. So I feel like you're, I feel like you're really onto something. Um, Okay, real quick, uh, shout out to Jamal Chu, who wrote in about this island called Sark that we'll get into next time. I've got to tell you about this, Mark. You'll be very into it, so this is a tease. Uh, Sean also wrote in about feudalism. Josiah Mainz and Trace Williams wrote in about Dennis Rodman. Tim Culp wrote in saying that we say weird things, which is very true. Scott O'Reilly says we have to go to the Toy Hall of Fame. Didn't know that was Mm -hmm. a thing. Uh, Michael Taylor wrote in to say that the Chattahoochee music video makes no sense because Alan Jackson is wearing a Cowboys jersey in Alabama and Georgia. Yep. But it was the 90s, so that makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, Adam Miller wrote in to say that a girl in his in the fourth grade class he teaches sprained her wrist two weeks ago and has been wearing an ace bandage for clout, and it's been working, uh, which is something that I did in elementary school. So he was like, that's still a thing people oh, do. Oh, talking about like, yeah, 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 pretending to be injured. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, ben Corford and Eric Schultz and Juan Torres and Mike Godin all wrote in on – their opinions about the Hall of Fame, which unfortunately we had too many opinions about the Hall of Fame last time, so I can't read anymore. That gets but I people fired up. The Hall of Fame it. really is like, I, and I, I'm really just speaking about myself here. It is one of those deals that uh, Hall of Fame discussions. You, you, I always start out by saying I don't really care that much, and then I yeah. find I've been talking for an hour now. About <laughs> that was our like, whole premise of last week's episode. What are your, what are your thoughts on Charles Woodson going to the Hall of Fame? And I'm like, uh. I don't really care. What, I mean, like, he's obviously hot. And then I just, like, we'll talk for forever, so. Exactly, exactly. Anyway. All right. Uh, well, folks, that is all we've got for you this week. Um, appreciate everyone who wrote in. There were some great ones. And um, keep sending them. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday.